Podkist 134, Gene Simmons Meets Not Gene, in St. Louis, part one of our St. Louis special. You like to rock and roll all night, don't you? We want to rock and roll and party every day. (laughs) All right. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best? You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. And welcome to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and today we are joined by another host, Gary Schaller. What's up? And Courtney Cronendold. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, hey. Gary, this is the first time you've been on mic with her. That's right. And I wonder how Mike is feeling about it. Mike, what do you oh. have to say? <laughs> oh, hot. Anyway. <laughs> so Mike's getting paid extra. Oh, hey, no. God bless Mike. Anyway, <laughs> we welcome you to the podcast. Today, we are going to have some fun, and we're going to take you to St. Louis, where the one, the only, the man with the tongue, the demon, <laughs> Ken Mills, I mean Gene Simmons, of, <laughs> Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss was in St. Louis, and boy, it was a crazy weekend. And I have, I have so many questions. Yes. Give me one. Well, I guess the thing that we're all waiting to hear, right? Everyone wants to know, did Gene Simmons get to meet not Gene Simmons? <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, my God. Did what you happened? do it for him? I absolutely did. Good for you. What did he say? Well, I, I, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I'm going to tell most of the Gene part, right? Right on. So, Gary, I've met him a couple times. Right. But there's something about being 53, going through like... All the crap you go through and health problems and divorces and all this stuff. Like when I was 23 and I met him, it was like, dude, can you sign this kind of a thing, right? Right. But like, I've sur- I, here we are on the other end of it, right? Yeah, you're, you're, you, we are living in the second half of a two-part story. Yeah. <laughs> and this is also your first time meeting him as the co-host and co-founder of Podcast. Correct, correct. <laughs> so I walk up to him. And I can't not do it, right? Right. I gotta do it. So I walk up to him and I say, Hello, today's your lucky day. (laughs) You get to have a meet and greet with me. And I said, You are a powerful and attractive man. (laughs) And he was grinning at this point, but when I said, You're a powerful and attractive man, he turned his head and he's grinning at this point. And I can see him. And he, he looked at me. He kind of tilted his head. And he pointed at me like, you son of a bitch. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and he fist bumped me. Aww. And Got a fist bump. Yep. So then Gene looked at me and said, that's good. That's, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I said, it's, it's good to see you again. I've met you before. And he said, well, of course. And uh, I said, I know I don't have much time, but... There's a few things I want to say, and the first thing is, and I handed him a podcast button and a kiss room Uh button, Uh and I said, these are two shows that are done in dedication of you. These are your shows. These belong to you. Mm -hmm. Not just the buttons, but the shows. I said, they're about kiss. They're about everything you guys have ever done. Nicely said. They're they're about all the positive influences it, everything positive. We talk about the albums. Everything good. It's it's all good. You would be proud of us. 
And I said, it's like the fanzines that you used to do. And he said, these are mine? These are mine? And I said, yes. And He said, where's my cut? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> he, he did. And he was so nice. I said, could, could we, when we get our picture taken, could you hold the buttons? And he did. Oh, cool. So Gene held the buttons, and I pointed at him, I think, or did the love you sign. I don't know. It was I was like, you know. <laughs> and Gene goes, wait, I can do one better. And he takes them, and he puts them on each nipple. No! And he's standing he's... there with the buttons on his nipples, Are and I'm just serious? pointing at him. Like, I thought I was the only one who did that with the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hot. And... Uh, <laughs> I thanked him and everybody cracked up and, you know, all the stuff that he does. And there's like a little audience of everybody in line and all that stuff. And it was, it was a blast. And so I say to him, listen, I, 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 I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but I want you to know something. You've changed my life. And I said, uh, you will never know the scope of how you changed my life. And... I actually said, I don't want to get too cornball about it, <laughs> but when you looked into the camera back in 1978 and said, you be you, uh -huh. I didn't have to do anything, just be me. And I said that that really meant a lot to me then and it still means a lot to me now. And I said, you, you have changed my life. And he stopped. And Perfect. He, Lowered it. He took his sunglasses down. He put his hand on my shoulder. And he said, I want to tell you something. You have changed my life and the people like you. He said, you have helped make my dreams come true. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, perfect. Now, Christine... Is anyone else crying right now? <laughs> I, I'm choked. I feel it. I'm a little teared up. This is very emotional. Now, Christine cow, the Button Queen is the next person coming in, right? Yes. And I had just seen what Jean with my wife, which I'm going to tell that story down the road, but on the next episode. Uh, but Christine was next, and she's like, she walked by me, and she looked at me like, that just happened, you know? And uh, <laughs> I'm walking, but I'm seeing like the ceiling is like turning into a triangle. And I feel like everything's closing off around me. And I'm going, I need to find a place to sit down because I'm going to do a header into a wall or a table. <laughs> right, totally. So I just, I'm like, uh, I'm walking through the people in this crowd and they're like, uh, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm great. I'm great. I just, I got to sit down. <laughs> of course. Well, it's all that adrenaline, you know? Yeah. And then it's euphoric. Mm-hmm. Like physically, like when you have, when you're that excited and then it goes that well and someone you idolize says something like something like that to you, it's pretty deep. It's pretty yeah. heavy stuff. Well, here's the yeah. thing. I really don't feel he was just saying that to me. I feel he was saying that mm. to Gary. I think he was saying that to Courtney. I think he was saying that to Matt Porter. I think mm. he was saying that to Jody Havnot. I think he was saying that to Dennis and everybody else out there. Well, it's been consistent, right? I mean, you know, we can nitpick all we want about the things that he says throughout history that are mm -hmm. inconsistent, right? right? We, we're not going to take the makeup off. We're not going to put the makeup back on, blah, blah, blah. The consistent thing uh, has always been that kind of gratitude, 
mm-hmm. um, and and what what by all appearances it must be sincere sentiment of uh, I couldn't do this without everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. The fans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, That's true. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to send a special shout out to everybody that I met Saturday night in St. Louis. Dennis Gaddis, and there's so many people, seriously. Dennis Gaddis came up and he goes, you're Ken Mills. And I go, yes, I am. And I go, and you have a very cool shirt because he was wearing a KST shirt. Ah, cool. And it's just so neat to see how big this KISS podcasting game is that all our brothers and sisters and all the KISS podcasts are being represented at these shows. And just amazing. And Courtney and Gary, I also got to meet once again. Jody have not, but I also got to meet D Rock for the first time. That's cool. Oh yeah, D Rock. I like him. Yeah, it was it was a trip. So it was great to meet my brother from another mother, D Rock, and Jody, of course, and Jody's girlfriend, Amber. So sweet, so great, so wonderful. Hey, what's up, Podfather? This is Jody Have Not. Hey. Oh, wow, that's really good. You're listening to Podcast Rock City. This is my boy, D-Rock. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up? (laughs) That's really good. You sound just like him. I love Jody. He's great. He has such a soothing voice, and he's just, like, such a cool dude. I'm looking forward to meeting him. I'm looking forward to meeting you the most. Hot. I can't believe it. I wish my husband could come with. I give great big hugs. I'm, I'm sure. Well, you're going to get one. You're oh, going to get one. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, I've, 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 I've got some cool stuff here. Ooh, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? Well, check these out. This is a plate. These are from Rock and Brews. You ready to try these? Christine and Linda and myself, we got these when we were there. These are called Purple Raindrops, and they're like beignets, and they're, they've got chocolate on the inside and raspberry. Go ahead. Take a bite, Courtney. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Now oh, dip these it, are good. Dip it into the the uh, whipped cream there. Okay. Gary, what do you think? Uh, delish, delish. So good, so good. And uh, that's just uh, some of what's going to be coming up on part two of this show. It was so cool because we went to Rock and Brew too, and and Courtney, I know you've been to Rock and Brews several times. Well, I can walk to the. Redondo Beach one. It's right down the street from where I live. Right, but and it, it was the, it was the second Rock and Brews. But when it first opened, I like a lot of Kiss fans thought when I heard that Gene and Paul were part owner that it was going to be totally Kiss themed. Right. I, I thought it was just going to be like I'd go, you'd sit down, your waiter comes up to the table and is like, "How you doing, people? You want to get specials?" <laughs> like I thought. Oh yeah. Be like, all kiss like you order the tomato soup they come over they spit on you i thought it was totally gonna be like that can i can i not get that flambe please (laughs) exactly and uh and of course it's not but the st louis one from everything i've seen has got way more kiss going on than ours like the coolest thing at ours is we have axe base bike racks because we're it's about a quarter mile to the beach from Mm -hmm. this particular rock and brews so a lot of we all ride our bikes around here so they do have axe base bike racks it's pretty cool right Mm -hmm. so that's the cool thing but other than that it's just a destroyer and maybe and then one picture of them from alive and then destroyers on the menu cover and then there's some um wines with the love gun cover and that's it and then and then it's a mix of other things oh and then there's the kiss army logo as well right well on at the st louis one there was uh as you walk in there's these guitar 
necks that are the doors. Mm -hmm. Like, like mm -hmm. the, the, the door handles are like Les Paul guitar necks. And they're signed by Gene and Paul. And uh, Christine and Linda were sickened, but they knew what I was going to do because I actually kissed and licked the signature. <laughs> oh, God. That's perfect. And it tasted like the beignets. Uh, well, not as good. Nowhere near as good, but it did yeah. taste like fun. So, And it was weird because we walked in and there's this, as we sat down, I didn't even look up to see what we were sitting by. This huge, like, glass muraled thing of the four faces, Tommy, Eric, Gene, and Paul, with their signatures. And I'm like, holy crap! You know, it was, <laughs> it was the kind of thing where I looked up, holy crap! It's Kiss! Mm -hmm. And, Courtney, you, you know something about rock and brews that not a lot of people know. Oh, oh, yes. If you ask them to play Kiss, they have to do it. Mm -hmm. What? Yes. So every time I go in there, even if I'm picking up pizza, I ask them to put it on. And you can pick which song and everything. And mm -hmm. then that song will, like, trigger a mix. So I did this, like, three times. And then I thought, okay, it's because if, if you want to hear Kiss, you can hear Kiss. And then this other manager kind of destroyed the fun of this a little bit for me. And he's like, oh, we'll play anything you ask for. And I was like, oh, I just thought it was Kiss because it's Kiss. And you took the Kiss out of it. Mm -hmm. All right. But I always ask for it. Well, this is a hang true on a story. Hang on a second. Hang on what? a second. Yeah. It's a family restaurant. Right? right. Yes. Okay. So if you go in there and you're like, can I hear track three off of, I don't know, Animalize, please? Right? I don't well, think they... you're going to get that. No? Okay. okay. Well, no. They'll play, it'll play any song. But if the, they don't have a video for that song, it'll just show oh, concert oh, footage oh. with the song over it. Yeah. So you will get full Burn, Bitch, Burn if you ask I I, I haven't asked for that so. because why would you? Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I like I've it. only asked for um, "Come On and Love Me." I asked for, and then I just asked for just "Kiss" two I like times. Courtney's, and Courtney's huh? like, I, Courtney's like, I didn't ask for "Burn, Bitch, Burn" because I'm a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure that. Yeah, it is a family restaurant. Probably don't want to do the "Burn, Bitch, Burn," but um, right. But they they always play Psycho Circus. That's what's always on. Right that on. seems to be the big video, and uh, it's kind of a cool video. It's pretty bright and colorful, and mm -hmm. when it takes up every screen in the whole place, it's right. kind of cool. Right. And we'd like to say hello to Lance, who was uh, part of the wait staff there, and he took care of Linda, Christine, and myself, and it was <laughs> very cool. And, you know, you mentioned that it's a family restaurant. Here's what Gene Simmons has to say about that. Gene, how was that burger? Pretty good? Well, it's a family show, but it's so good I swallowed <laughs> excellent and uh <laughs> wow wow gene gene uh i'm here i'm just i'm here i'm just i just had to change clothes <laughs> like first into an uncomfortable sweat after that comment and uh so right through them um Said to put a robe on, but uh, I always wondered, like, what they were when they, you know, when you own a restaurant, you have to. Because I had a friend who was part of creating the menu there, and he worked at the original Rock and Brews, and he's a mm -hmm. musician, he's a bass player, but he's also a chef, a really good chef, and he did a lot with like the menu. So when they were coming in to like taste stuff, because I know that 
Paul occasionally will have like a white wine. Like he likes to drink wine, but like, you know, not a lot. So when they're like doing the menu, I was just trying to picture like Paul doing the wine tasting and Gene just kind of sitting there like not being able to contribute. And like every time they're like, oh, this bouquet, it's so floral. It's nice and fruity. It's got a nice finish. It's nice and dry. And Gene's over trying to get attention. Like, have you tried the ginger ale? (laughs) (laughs) The ginger ale is so crisp. And you put a cherry. It's a Shirley Temple. I don't know. It just made me laugh. (laughs) I try to think about Gene contributing to the uh, the wine tasting because I can take all day choosing wine for a menu or several days. Just I cook with lemon tastes lemony. <laughs> it's very fresh and lemony. No, but it's really strange because there's a clip of Gene and Paul from St. Louis where they're talking about the food, and then there's this guy as they come back from it. He just goes, "I love to rock and roll and party." <laughs> I'm going to use that as a drop. So, And guys, you're not stopping anytime soon. You have so many things going on, so many projects. And Gene, you guys, you still going? You're going to tour again coming up in May? Is that the word on the street? We start in Moscow May 1st. We already did 40 cities in North America. We're having a ball. But if you want to have a ball, you're in St. Louis. Come on down. <laughs> and eat some of this good food. You guys are going to have to check it out. It really is delicious. Rock and Brews in Chesterfield. Hope you guys can check it out. So some pretty cool uh, things happening here at Rock and Brews. And I should stop talking because my mouth is full. So I'm going to send it back to you guys in the studio. Get the good stuff while you we can. We want to rock guys. and roll and party every day. <laughs> All right, thanks. So that's going to become a standard drop here on the podcast. Oh, dear. We want to rock and roll and party every day. All right. Uh. (laughs) I love to rock and party, roll and night. Yeah. (laughs) In the afternoon, for brunch, whatever they do. Yeah. I'm cool. And later, we're going to have something that our lovely Christine the Button Queen recorded for us. She actually went to Gene Simmons' panel at the Wizard World Con. And I'll tell you, the people at Wizard World are just just amazing. They took really good care of Christine and myself, and it was really neat. And Nick Turner is just a really good guy. And we interviewed him on the last episode. And it wasn't until I met him that I realized he was the drummer for Lords of the New Church. Oh, cool. I mean, hello. Someone came up to me and said, "Who is that guy? What band was he in?" And, but it's just so cool that this uh, th- this guy who was a pretty important musician back in the uh, '80s and his his he actually has the world's largest drumstick collection and was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for that. So, oh, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. But uh, really good people. But it was really cool. And Phil Souse and Gene's band was just fantastic. And we're going to do a complete review on next week's podcast you guys are going to be lucky you're going to get this episode then on Friday a new kiss room and then next week another podcast is this not the the time to be a podcast listener hell yeah this is the age of the podcast it's Gene Simmons season yes I mean he's never done this before right he's never gone out on a solo tour right no no, no never. this is a pretty big deal. And Gary, I remember you and I talking about this one time around the time of Live to Win, how much we'd love to see Gene do a tour. And I remember thinking he just doesn't have it in him for whatever reason. He just seems to have no desire. And well, man, look, it's, it's one of those things, right? This is like 
we, we as we discuss often on this uh, podcast is like the the things that people just assume are true or they get repeated so often that they become like truths, right? An unfortunate one is that like you know Paul cares about the music and Gene cares about the business, and while that is true, it is not true that Gene does not care about the music, right? I mean it's right. Uh, right? The guy clearly loves music. He's oh, clearly yeah. a fan and um, and a great underrated bass player, songwriter, and vocalist. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just bummed that this tour, as of yet, is not hitting my fair shores uh, on this side of the country. So same. I wish they were coming closer to here because now I found out that I'm not going to be able to go to Kiss April 22nd in Laughlin. <gasps> I can't even talk about it. I'm sick. But the next night, I have a show with Craig Gass at the Comedy Store here in Hollywood probably need to get my rest for that uh-huh. but, uh, i don't know we're gonna try and make it work but uh, it's i have i might have to work and i might not be able to go so i'm really bummed but but yeah i agree with you gary it'd be nice i i think if it goes well and it seems worth it maybe he will add more shows i hope so well here's the thing gary you especially will love to see gene in this element yeah it is very freeing for him and I don't know the difference between this and Kiss, but I will say this much. I've never seen him play bass like this, ever. Except maybe Winterland, back in the you know, day. You know what? I was watching clips on you, on uh, Facebook, and I'll tell you what. I, 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 you nailed it. Like I was watching the, the passion in the bass playing. I mean, not that he's not on it with, with, when he's in Kiss, but like, you know... Add the fifty pounds of armor. Add the you know the makeup and the 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 posturing and so on. This is like this is music musician Gene. Yeah, so good, just so solid. Well, I'm going to say this, and listen, I've I've, I've got some burgers here for us from Rock and Brews in St. Louis. Okay, we're gonna Ooh. we're gonna dive into those um, soon. Uh, Gary, I got you the demon chicken sandwich. Look at look at how damn big that thing is. You got me the mushroom one, right? Because I'm vegetarian. Yes, yes, the the mushroom one. And uh, I got the ultimate burger. We got uh, Courtney the the vegetarian one. See, I, I I'm a sensitive guy. The right fire on. grilled portobello mushroom, right? I mm. take care of you. And I brought the ginger ale. There but you, I can't do it in Jean's voice. And sorry. I brought the ginger ale. And so look at that. That's just humongous. The size of this food. And I know that when Linda was getting ready to eat her hamburger she actually had to smush it down and then uh-huh. cut it it's it's that damn big they're so. big and you know what their pretzel is really really good and oh this is God. coming from someone who goes to germany twice a year yep. and is married to a german and, and it's not a stereotype we eat lots of fresh pretzels there it's, kind of, it's just a regular thing and they're, that they're, pretzel is the best one i've had anywhere in the u.s and they are the size nice. of a pizza Seriously, mm-hmm. uh, and they serve good. them on a guitar. They they bring like a this thing that's in the shape of a guitar, and they the same thing they do with their pieces, and it, it kind of holds the the the, the pan, mm-hmm. and you've got like a cheese sauce and everything. But it's just so good. Mm. Mm. Another thing that was so good, Gene's opening band, a band called Amorath, and a great bunch of guys. We got to know them. They're gonna come on the show. But I'm going to play a song of theirs right now while we dive in to these, okay? Sound good? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. All right, well, here is Amorath. Check them out. Find them on YouTube and subscribe to their channel. It's spelled A-M-O-R-A-T-H, Amorath. And you can go to amorath.com to check them out. 
And here's Gene Simmons with Keishi Disc Jockey Favaz as they introduce the band that would open up for Gene Simmons in St. Louis, Amorath. And here is their single, Hey You. Favaz here with Gene Simmons once again. Two weeks in a row, we got him on the phone. Hi, Gene. How are you? Deliriously happy. Another day above ground, and that doesn't suck, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right, so Gene Simmons and his band is playing the pageant tomorrow night, and uh, Gene opened it up last week here at Casey by saying, uh, submit your band's audio or video to Casey95.com. We did that and all that stuff, and you would pick a winner. This band is going to open for you tomorrow night at the pageant, and and if you would do the honor, sir, I would greatly appreciate it. What I'm going to do is first tell you why and who and all that. Okay. First of all, a long time ago, somebody gave me a shot. Right. And, that, and that's tough in life. Come on. How many, when does fate and life in general walk up to you and say, you, kids, you, among all the other people, you're going to get a shot, and then the rest is up to you, hard work, and I'm going to give you a chance to reach for greatness. And we give back. This is proud. History has given new bands their first tours because we want to give back, but also we liked them. We thought they had something. Now, the rest of it has to do with their work ethic, being at the right place at the right time, having the goods, a few tunes, stage presence. You know, that's up to the bands. Right. All we, all we can do is shine the spotlight. So among the bands, proudly, that we've given their first shots to were first tours, ACDC, Rush, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue. I mean, it can go on and on and on. Cheap Trick. I can't remember all the rest of the bands. But we did it because, hey, we liked them. We're fans as well. And the idea that just because you're in a band, you don't listen to other bands is stupid. Right. So we want to give new bands a shot locally, nationally, and all that stuff. And now all we need is a blaring trumpets. And you are going to announce the winner of the local band that's going to be opening for the Gene Simmons Band tomorrow at the pageant. All right. Right, right here in St. Louis. Ta-da! Here it is. Amorath. That's the name of the band. A-M-O-R-A-T-H. Congratulations to them. Yeah, the sound, by the way, the sound of the band is unrelenting. They're not playing by the rules. I admire that. If you look over your shoulder on both sides, it ain't what's happening. <laughs> They're not doing Britney Spears. They're not doing back, backing tracks. They're not rapping. They're not even playing a country song. They're not doing anything that's popular. They're being themselves. And maybe that's the biggest compliment you can give to any band. So True. tomorrow night at the pageant, yours truly, great backup band. And Amorath. Your band. That's right. Your city right here. You know, give them a listen. It might be the new band that you wrap your hearts around. You never know.
Check them out at amorath.com. So there we go. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Really good guys. And that was Gene Simmons introducing them. And uh, he said something to the effect of, these guys aren't doing anything anybody else is doing. They're going their own way. And Gene, of course, mentions, you know, something really hip and relevant. They're not doing the Britney Spears thing. <laughs> Staying very Getting relevant. Getting out of cars with no underwear? <laughs> <laughs> Making wonderful movies like Crossroads? <laughs> yeah. But that's Gene. You know, he went to the Britney Spearwell. That's good. I'm telling you that I had the time of my life, and there was so much going on. We're going to talk a lot about it in part two of this, but uh, gosh, I had the time of my life. And it's weird. We've been doing Christine the Button Queen for like a couple episodes, right? 
you know, we played her song. Yeah, I love that song. Well, let's play it right now. You need a button. Christine's the one that you want. She's got them in her hands. And very soon she'll be sending. Christine, the button queen. I don't usually say things like this to button join. But when I saw you wearing that podcast and kiss room pins that day, that day I knew, I knew I had to have one. I had to have one. Nice. And it was really cool. Christine deserves her own song. That's right. She needs a theme song. She does. She does does everything. We need to get a theme song for Gary. He's Gary. That would be it. So, <laughs> so wow. <laughs> he's Gary. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too long. I've never heard those words in that order before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she didn't say. So it was weird because people recognize Christine at the event. And we're going to talk about her and her visiting the Gene Simmons Axe Base Zoo. You know, the, the Gene Simmons Petting Zoo where Christine Vitaliano <laughs> has all of Gene's bases laid out there for everyone to come up and get their picture taken with. And uh, she's going to kill me for saying this, but she was holding one of Gene's Axe's base. Uh-huh. And that damn thing was bigger than she was. Oh. I imagine, yeah. Yeah. They're big. Uh, Gary, uh, we should work on some theme songs for you. So you have your own song, like a lyric change, like Christine has Christine 16. We got to have one for you. Garrisite Lady. That's good. Gary about, Shaller. Does it have to be Kiss, though? It should be Kiss. Yeah, it should be Kiss. Yeah. I was thinking, you're my Gary bomb. No? Okay. We wish you a Gary Christmas. That's good. Doesn't work. Gary on my wayward son. All right. I think I just broke podcast. Yeah. Well,. It was cool because people actually recognized Christine, who was at the Wizard World Con, and here she is with Gene Simmons at the Gene Simmons Wizard World Con panel in St. Louis, and she even asked Gene a question. She's the one that asked him about being a teacher. So let's listen to that now. Good afternoon, everybody. Gives me great pleasure to introduce somebody who needs no introduction, Gene. No, no. Entrepreneur, author, restaurateur, every, in fact, everything with an er on it, really. And the bass player for a little rockin' combo by the name Kiss. Uh, who have sold, you've heard of it, 
who've, who've sold, I think, 100, 100 million records and have more gold records than any other American band. In every category. He likes me to say that. The man, the myth, Gene Simmons. Hi guys, hi guys. You know, the, instead of the other children here, can I speak plainly? Instead of the same old bullshit where I'm supposed to be more important than you are, can we turn the house lights? I want to come down there and talk to you over there. So hold on. Here I come, at least once. You see what I did there? Usually I charge people for this. Do we have lights? No. Hi, everybody. Thank you for giving me the clap. How you doing? Well, tell everybody. I'm doing good. Well, so am I. So this Wizard World thing is really cool, I think, because there's all kinds of cool stuff going on, and every second of the day you're going this way and that way and all that stuff. Me, I get to be here and have the best time of my life. And tonight, if you're doing nothing, come on down to the pageant, which is local, and I'll be playing there with a great set of guys, the Gene Simmons Band, and we'll do all kinds of cool stuff that I don't get to do in this other band that usually where I get to wear more makeup and higher heels than your mommy does. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's true. What did you say? I like the high-pitched female of the species. Had. Oh, this is a snake. I thought I was the only one. This is Goldie, and we're the Wildlife Command Center. We love animals, and uh, we love you. Makes sense. You like wild animals. <laughs> What's happening? And you're dressed like this because? Because uh, I'm the biggest KISS fan ever, and my uncle took me for my 21st birthday to see you, and I've been in love ever since. <laughs> 20, you're 21 years old. Well, for my 21st birthday, I got front row seats to see you. 21. I'm 121. What's the name of the snake? Goldie. Would you like to hold her? No, no, I have one myself. Thank you. <laughs> Get to hold that one. Double fister by every day. See what I did there? But, but Goldie likes me. No, no, no. Wrap around the Jew. She's got, she's got a... Uh, Real, real good grip. So anyway, what I wanted to do besides talk all about me, 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 and all this kind of stuff, is that everybody, oh, it's a she, that explains it. Is that, uh, and by the way, the reason I wear shades, even in the dark, is because the sun never sets on planet cool. And I, oh, powerful and attractive Gene Simmons coming this way. Is that a gun in your pocket or are you happy to uh, see me? Thank you, I'm happy to see you too. 
But in, in all seriousness, I just want to impart a little something that I learned along the way, because when I first came to America, see, I wasn't born here. I know I don't look Swiss. And when I first came to America, I was made fun of. You can't speak English, what are you, stupid, and all that. And now they all work for me. <laughs> See how that works? Now along the way, you, you have an inferred fiduciary duty, which sort of means it's your responsibility to teach yourself the language. And especially now that all information that mankind has ever amassed is yours for free. Siri allows you to go where no man and woman have ever gone before. Really. Siri, what do you call me? Oh, I guess you've got a bad signal here, but let's see if I can make her do what I want to do. Hold on a second. Siri, what do you call me? Sorry, I'm not sure what you said. Who are we calling? I'm not sure what you said then. Siri, what do you call me? You're asking me, my lord and redeemer. <laughs> Finally. So in all seriousness, uh, everybody has a journey, and I don't want to get too cornball and too inspirational and motivational and all that, although I do corporate speaking events, many of them, to very powerful people who actually are pretty miserable. And so, and I write books about it. I've got another one coming out in a few months called On Power how to become more powerful, make more money, and therefore get more chicks, you know? Because without all that accoutrement, you're not gonna get the respect you deserve. And you deserve to be more powerful, and you deserve to make more money, right? Who among you would like less money? Raise your hand. Because if anybody raises your hand, I'll come, I'll help you out. Any money you don't want, you can give to this Jew right here. Because it's never enough. You see, what's interesting is that Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and all the other well-off people go to work every day because they want more money and more power. And I think that's a good thing. And we're taught, the Puritan ethic remnant that we are, we're taught it's bad to want more and achieve more. I just want enough to get by. That's a loser's game. Don't ever believe that because there's no such thing as enough. It's never enough. You keep moving, keep your heart pumping, and then you die. And as soon as you stop moving, your muscles atrophy and you get sicker all the time, right? Unless you've got forward momentum like a shark in the water, sharks actually drown if they don't move all the time. So I'm here to tell you that I'm doing okay in life. I'm launching a new magazine called Mogul. Nobody's ever trademarked that. I own that. That's coming in a few months. Mogul, which is going to be an entrepreneurial magazine that Richard Branson's going to be the first one. I already talked to him. I'll talk to President Trump. Lots of people who want to be in the magazine. I don't care about politics. You either make a mark in this world or somebody's going to make a mark out of you. And there are two choices in life is you're going to work for somebody or they're going to work for you. Those are the two choices. If you're blessed to have a job, and I'd rather the other way around. As mentioned, I have another book coming out. 
and lots of stuff and a box set that's called The Vault. It's going to have 167 songs and way, oh, a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff coming. I could go on and on and on. The me, me, me part, don't kid yourself, is a lot of hard work. You wake up every day. This morning I was up 5.30 in the morning and I'll go to sleep at midnight. And every day is a full day. And anybody that complains they can't get to sleep isn't working enough in the day. Just work your ass off, you'll get to sleep, don't you worry. So I'm, I want to talk less about me, and I want to engage with you. You'll have questions, so how long does it take you to put on your makeup and stuff, and if that's what you want to know, great. If you want to know, and large corporate entities pay me a lot of money, a hundred to five hundred thousand to tell them how to make more money. So you want to talk about money and where to be and what to do? That's fine, she's shaking her head, no. So anything you want to talk about, I'll talk, and I'll come right to you. But first is first. Introduce yourself, tell us the story, and then talk. My name's Ursula. That's it. And good night. <laughs> and I'm a mom and grandma, so I just want to know, how's your family? Wonderful, thank you for asking. How's your mother? Fantastic. She is uh, right now torturing the local restaurant because it's too bright over here, it's not enough light over here, there's too much wind over there, there's not enough wind over here, and there's too many people here, or there's not enough people here. By the end of the night, the matron hangs himself, so my mother's great. She's at the age, you can do that. And are you gonna do another reality show? You know, uh, I'd love to. Both Sophie and Nick are closing in on their own. About a year and a half ago, Shannon and Sophie had one. But KISS is in a touring cycle. We're going to Europe in May. We're going to be in uh, Moscow May 1st. So it's tough to do a reality show and all that stuff. And, you know, look, I'm a blessed guy. We'd love to do it all, but any, everything and anything takes time. Hold on. I said, are you a grandpa yet? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I don't. Sophie is uh, 23, going on 56. Nick is uh, 27, 28. They're both just, you know, beyond anything. We're very lucky. And Shannon, what can I say? If it wasn't for her, I'd be in the pits. She said, that's true. <laughs> How did I do? You did good. Real good with her. No, no, she did real good with no. She stayed with you. She's right. She's right. If you don't know, I was a jackass for 29 years. Oh yeah, you can you can try to validate all that. All you know, it's in our DNA. We're men. We you know we're just doing the Lord's work. You know, spread thy seed. It says in the good book. That's what we're we're doing the Lord's work. Yeah, bullshit. We're arrogant. We're selfish. I know I was, and uh, it took a good woman to took a long time. If I was if I was a woman. I'd kick my ass to the butt. I mean, I'd kick my ass to the street the first year. I'd be gone. You have Wonder Woman. You're right about that. And now, we're changing channels. We're going to take another microphone so you can all talk. Hold on a sec. All right. How do you get Grab it. The microphone. I have any pictures, but it's in the dark. Hi, Jim. Uh, this is uh, Aaron David Vanderbilt. Don't stoop. Stand up, stoop. And uh, my question uh, for you is, will there be a Kissology 4 DVD set? 
There is a, there is another one. You know, there's lots of stuff being planned. We're planning the Kiss Cruise and the Kiss this and the Kiss that. And, you know, Kiss World, which has already been trademarked, of course. Yes, there will be. There's one that's been working, been worked on for almost a year. It'll come out. Then there'll be a box set of one, two, three, and four Kissology. Yes. Awesome. Can't wait to get it. Thank you, sir. Who wants it? I know it's small, but hold on to it. Come on, stand up. Let him see you. Face them. Face them. There you go. Okay, well, actually, the question's about my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She wants it? Uh, well, she has a question for you afterwards, but okay. mine's different. She uh, is getting ready to turn 18, going to college. She wants to open a homeless shelter. So what's your, your best thoughts for getting that started? Okay, first is first. It's what I espouse in my books and my speeches. You must take care of yourself first. And you know, that goes against, you must, me first, me first. Take a cue from the airline industry, and it says, and they tell you, when there's turbulence, and the oxygen masks fall down, and you're a mother, and you have your child there, and you would otherwise give your life for your child, what they actually tell you is, put the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then on your child. Because if you can't help yourself, you're not going to be able to help your child. So me first. Yeah. So you want to open a healthy shelter? The best way you can do that is become successful, make money. I can put aside a certain amount every day to help somebody. Charity is wonderful. Philanthropy, the bigger word. But the more money you make, the more jobs you create, and the more people you can help. So you first. So you want to, you want to help people? Talk about your dreams. So stand up and tell her, take those glasses off. Yeah. Yeah, we don't care. Just, there's always excuses. I can't, I forgot to tie my shoelaces. Okay, hold on, uh, microphone, and tell everybody, proclaim to the world, grab life by the scruff of the neck and say, this is who I am and this is what I want to do. Don't look at me, tell them. Yeah, don't do the chick stuff. Just be, a, be an alpha female. Do it. I'm a chick and I want to open a homeless shelter. I know, but how are you going to make money to succeed to be, you know, the leader that you are? What do you want to do? I want to be a special education teacher in children. Great. So, you want to help people, but... Part of doing that is somebody's going to pay you something to do that service. And then once you get a hundred dollars or a million dollars or a thousand, whatever that amount is, you'll apportion a part of it to charity. And maybe when you amass a certain amount, or here's an idea, maybe you can get lots of other ladies and guys your age who want to go into something, pool your resources so that one and one equals three and four. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, so you, try, you ever try punching somebody in the face with one finger like this? It doesn't work so much, but when you put lots of fingers together, real together, you make impact. Yeah, so any one of us by our own makes very little impact. You want to make impact? Get lots of your pals together and, you know, figure out what you want to do, when you want to do it, but always make sure you get paid first. You get paid first, because mom's waiting for that house you promised your father. <laughs> So you get paid first, and after you, then you'll portion out a certain amount to philanthropy and so on. Thank you. Makes sense.
I was going to see how you came up with the name like Wicked Lester before Kiss. We were walking down the street, Wicked Lester, how did we come up with that instead of Kiss? So we were walking down the street in Chinatown in New York City, and Little Italy, Little Little Italy, was right across the street from Chinatown. One stopped and the other began, and we had a loft, which was $200 a month, and we rehearsed there. And on the way to the loft, there was a sign that said, Norman Watch Company. So for a split second, we were the Norman Watch Company. And then Paul turned around and said, nah, it's not wicked enough. Wicked? What do you mean, like Wicked Lester? It goes, oh, it's cool, Wicked Lester. And that's how it came about. But that, so we recorded an album for Epic Records as Wicked Lester. And then we walked out of it because we didn't believe it. You gotta believe in what you do. And we literally, hindsight's 2020, they say, but we were, if nothing would have happened, we would have been stupid to walk out on a record deal. But we started all over again, got rid of the guys that didn't, didn't belong in the band and did it the right way. I hope that was not too long-winded. But it gets to be long-winded because I love the sound of my voice. And I'm serious about that. The more you get delusional about yourself, and the more you think you're better looking than you are, because all of us wish we were better looking or thinner or taller or smarter or whatever, and the more in your face you are with anything, the more power and money you'll make. Imagine, let me take the glasses off for impact. Hold on. Look how pretty my eyes are, huh? But I'm serious. Imagine you go into your first job, right? You put your resume, you know what that is. I farted when I was two, and then I tied my shoelaces, and you know, all that stuff. And you put that piece of paper down to your potential employer who's going to give you money. Right? You know what he or she's going to do? They're going to take that piece of paper and say, This is really interesting. They put it aside, and then you know what they say? They say, Tell me about yourself. The vacuum cleaner sale, well, you don't even know what a vacuum cleaner is. It's a machine that sucks up the dirt. Uh, Tyson, when you, uh, Tyson. Dyson. 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 The stuff that sucks up the dirt. Vacuum cleaner salesman is actually not selling vacuum cleaners. He's actually selling himself. Yeah. So if she or he buys one from the, it's because the salesman had the stuff. You're on stage. Shakespeare said the whole world's a stage and we're all just players, right? And we put, because other people are using their eyes and their ears and they're looking at you and judging you and all that stuff, right? So be bold, be the star of, of your, your story. You're doing a good job by doing eye contact because, you know, most people do this. Don't do that. Stand up straight. You're only going to get the respect you demand. And why shouldn't you be the leader of a country instead of some schmecklehead over there? Don't you deserve it? Yes. Good, that's a good answer. I like that one. That's the, that's the beginning. I deserve it. I know Mike Tyson well. Do you know Mike Tyson's too small, too short? His arms are too short to become a heavyweight champion. Everything about him is wrong. He's too short. He's got a high looking like Everything's wrong about him. Except he decided he wanted it. And then he went and worked his butt off day after day. And no meant nothing. 
and he became the, the worst killer to, to the other guys. He'd knock people out in five, ten seconds. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. He was shorter, he wasn't, no long arms, he didn't weigh as much as the other guys. And on the day he stopped believing himself, a great sea fighter knocked him out. It all begins inside. Okay. But the real answer to all of us is, see, once upon a time in history, people were illiterate mostly. And until the Gutenberg Bible, have you ever heard that, the Gutenberg Bible? Yeah, when they invented printing presses, these Germans. And before then, people couldn't read or write. And the people with power like that, churches like that, because if you didn't read, you couldn't ask questions and you couldn't read other people's attention, uh, you know, different opinions and so on and form your own. We were just following dictum, D-I-C-T-U-M. In other words, ritual and all that. We were just like robots in the primitive days. And so once the Gutenberg Bible opened up the idea of being literate, books were starting to do, and then the Renaissance, as they say, but the Renaissance came new music, free thought, people start thinking about other planets were not the center of the universe and the church tried to kill people who thought differently and all that stuff. And we developed to the point where, when I first came to America in 1958, maybe it was 1858, <laughs> when I first came here, I was shocked that there were buildings in every city called libraries. I know the kids are going, what's a library? There were buildings that our taxes built through the government, and you could read books for free. Anything, science, newspapers, even watch video and movies and stuff like that. Read the newspaper, and, and you can take the books home for free. And since then, and so I was one of those guys that read something called the Encyclopedia Britannica, 26 volumes, from beginning to end. And I went back and read some volumes twice interested in dinosaurs and astrology and all kinds of ologies. Ology means the study of, as opposed to genealogy, which is slightly different. You see, these are semantics, but I'm not anti-semantic. <laughs> so there is no excuse, the long-winded answer is, there is no excuse for not moving ahead, getting your chess piece to move ahead and your chessboard on the way to success, because Everything you want to know, all the knowledge amassed by mankind, and it was man. In those days, it was just man. It is mankind that built these buildings that, sorry ladies, no, we're all, we're equally, no, it was man. Let's get straight on that. Now, you have a chance to become powerful. It's all here. Anything you want to know, anything is right there. You can ask a question, you get the answer and all the information. So there's no excuse for saying, oh, I didn't know that. How do I become a good uh, shoemaker? Actually, you can find out. 
Where are the most shoes sold? Well, it'll tell you which cities. So you can increase your chances of becoming a good shoemaker and having a larger audience by perhaps moving to those cities. Did I get close to what you're asking? I think so, yeah. Yeah. School is just one and one is two, and Columbus discovered America in 1492, which was also incorrect. And that he was Italian instead of Spanish. Yeah, all that stuff. And so how does that data to how do you what, how does that teach you about taxes and mortgage and the capitalism system and free market economy? It doesn't teach you anything. But you can find out. You can go on the internet. In fact, if you want to find out about Wizard World, you can go on the internet and find out about Wizard World. Yeah. Or you can go to Jesus.com. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, I'm, you're a good-looking guy, but look what I got over here. No, 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 no. If they won't be able to hear you if you don't. You're going to move the microphone close to your mouth. I'm sorry. All the way out. Okay, so I have a... Can you get over the... Uh, I'm sorry. Can you get over the thing of the I'm sorry thing? Okay. Yeah, that... I almost said I'm sorry again, but I had to say... Yeah, don't do it. It just makes you weak. Be strong. I have a question. What advice would you give to women trying to go into the rock music industry and what... You know, okay. what should I try to do to make myself more known in the music industry? Okay, good question. I'm gonna... You want the truth or the romanticized version? The truth, man. Rock is dead. It's, and that it's not about, it's not whether we like it or not, it's because the business model has now been corrupted. In other words, young people no longer want to pay for music. They download and file share and all that stuff. It doesn't affect me. But when a new band wants to go out there, they can't, they can't make enough money on the new music. So you, you have a better chance, unfortunately, depending on how you feel, if you're a country artist, if you're a rapper, and if you're 17 and 18 and do pop music. Other than that, as soon as you play guitar and stuff, the biggest bands in the world still play guitar. You two and the Stones and Kiss does okay. But they, we're really old. Even Foo Fighters, they're 50. They've been around 20-something years. So, uh, well, let's play a game, okay? From 1958 until 1988, 30 years, we have Elvis, the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, the Stones, and I could go on and on. Even in disco, you have Madonna, in pop, you've got Michael Jackson, and the Jackson, U2, ACDC, Prince, everybody. From 1988 until, did I mention the Beatles? Yeah, they were there from there. From 1988 until today, who's the new Beatles? There's no new Beatles. There are no, no, nobody. Well, you can mention people who are uh, popular. New kids on the block were popular, but that's not, that's not the same thing. No one can replace the Beatles, though. Well, you can if you give them a chance, because before the Beatles, it was Frank Sinatra, and it was before that, it was Rudy Valley and Bing Crosby. But there was a business model that supported that. Somebody printed up records, they went into stores, they put your posters up, they gave you tour support, and then people paid money for that. And that's what supported the whole thing. As soon as you remove money, it becomes worthless. And it wasn't aliens who killed the record industry. It wasn't big corporate America. It was the freckle-faced kid next door who lives in his mother's basement who decided, 
you're rich, you don't need to do that, but you're killing the thing you love. So the new band that starts out, it's not gonna get the same chance we do, which is sad. Did I just kill your dream? But I have a real pragmatic answer. That is, whatever you wanna do, you wanna be a comic book artist, you wanna be the new Michelle Nichols and Star Trek, you wanna do anything, have a day job. Have something to fall back on. Because in the real world, you should treat your life like a car. Do you have a car? You, you're 15. Yeah. Wow. Well, people have. Uh, do you have a car? Okay, hold on. You you have a car? Yep. Did you you buy it or rent it or do? Bought it. Bought it. How many wheels does your car have? Four. That's incorrect. Five. That's correct. But your car only needs four wheels. Right. Yeah, but. It's not if you're gonna get a flat tire, it's when you're gonna get a flat tire. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's something to fall back on, right? Yeah. And you would do okay in life, but the reason she's here is to make sure you're gonna do okay in life, see? Yeah, every step. No, no, no not that way, this way. Yeah, that's, that's why you succeed. And she's going, that's right. But in all seriousness, you want to do the rock and roll thing, go for it. Don't listen to assholes like me that say there's very little chance. As long as you can pay the rent and have something. So what do you do besides the rock thing? How are you going to pay the rent? I want to be an EMT. Excuse me? I want to be a paramedic. Paramedic, good. So you want, are you going to go to school and learn stuff and, learn things and get enough money to do that? And in your spare time, you're going to do that. You're smarter than the average, fill in the blank. It was a pleasure to talk to me. <laughs> oh my God. If only I wasn't there. Actually, you can't even make a joke nowadays. It winds up mean-spirited, and that's not what I want to be. I'll come over there. Are you looking at my ass? What are you doing? <laughs> Why not? I'll be right there. Okay, whose hand was up? Catch. I caught it. Hi, Jean. Hi. I'm Nanette. I'm 60. I just turned 60. I'm 67. Hallelujah. By the way, good for you, and I, I admire that you just put it out there. I'm old. I love it. That's incorrect. I get a senior. Now, there's only alive and dead. There's some really boring, dumb young people and some really hot-looking older people. So there's only alive and dead. And I am enjoying life. Good for you. I have a question for you. I never touched her. <laughs> Can you share any very interesting experiences you've had in St. Louis with all of us? <laughs> what, uh, what kind? Interesting. What's your favorite part about St. Louis? We'll tone it down a little bit. Well, we, we started a long time ago, before you were born. And the first time we went through St. Louis was in March of 1974, 43 years ago. We came into town in, in a station wagon. I was making 75 bucks a week on salary. I'll answer that. Oh, wait, who's on the phone? Hold on. 
So we were making 75 bucks a week in the back of a station wagon. So two of us would sleep in the back. And they said, you're going to be doing a radio promotion. So we went to the radio promotion someplace, got put on makeup in the back in the bathrooms and stuff, and walk out and saw 50,000 people in something called the Keishi Kite Flying Contest. Yes. What's that? There you go. So that was 43 years ago. And uh, that was the first big show we played. We were talking. Pardon me? I was there. Really? Yeah. Did you and I... Uh... <laughs> oh no, she's too young, so no. <laughs> okay, give me that back before I get in <laughs> Oh, you need to say that loudly. Stand up. Tell him. You're still so handsome, Gene. I'm here. <laughs> You're gorgeous, inside and out. I, I appreciate the inside part. Outside is jeans, some are born with longer or bigger, all that stuff. Inside is totally up to you. You create the inside, the outside somebody else had nothing to do with it. Although nowadays you can buy accoutrement, you know, put a second nose on the side, we can do all that. How about the lady with the top hat? You want me to throw it? You're gonna come out. Please do me the favor of putting the microphone close to your mouth so you sound as important as I do. That shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> My name is Julia Cobb. I sing lead in a rock band. We do covers. Uh, the name of the band is Bender. I also love to write. What's, what's the dot com? Benderthebandcom um, I also love to write about music. That's something I definitely want to pursue. I am going to graduate in August of 2018 with a professional writing degree. I just started a new website, or I'm about to launch it here in about a week, called juliapop.com. I wonder what your suggestions are for me as far as um, what I might be able to do to get that website up and what I can do to be a success as a writer and make lots of money in this. It's not an easy answer. You know, anybody starting off with anything, you know, I'm a dad and I've got a stroller and I'm proud to do it, so I was thinking about make, starting a stroller company and how do I become rich in Finland? You know, it's so difficult. It's difficult to make money writing. Often, not always, it's celebrity itself that makes something viable commercially. People respond to names they recognize or something. Not always. So maybe the rock band can help. Maybe you can use your rock band as a conduit, which is a big word like gymnasium. Wherever you go, whatever you do, carry your message with you. So if you're playing a gig with Vendor, what Vendor. Like you're on a bender. Absolutely, that yeah. is the point. Right. So when you're on, I, although I've never been high or drunk in my life, is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. So, so you go to a, a bender gig, and you do the show, but in there you should have signage, you know, branding. Com is what I do, sending your story, blah, blah, blah. And then the more eyes you have, the easier it is to sell advertising. Because in, in the internet and magazines, because I'm launching a new magazine, the way you pay the rent is advertising. It's not circulation. 
Now this guy behind me is going to try to stop me from talking, but I'm not going to let him. So, what's that? Here he is. He's got a very sweet fake British accent too. Here, say a few words. Here, you gotta listen. You gotta listen to this. Go ahead, sing a little. Did you just hear it earlier? Didn't understand a fucking thing you just said. Go ahead, say it again. We really have to go in about. Okay, very nice. Uh, if you want someone to write for Mobile, you let me know. If you want to write for Mobile, you have to let us know. The mountain is not going to come to you. You're going to have to go to the mountain. What happened? Okay, chips. Thank you, Gene. My, my name is Bill, and my question is, what can we as regular everyday people do to support Israel? Oh, boy. It's, it's a politically charged uh, question, but you know what to do. Whatever it is that floats your boat, there are all kinds of ways. Oh, music coming in too. There are all kinds of things you can do, and I don't want to be the one that should say you should or shouldn't. But if America doesn't support Israel in the Middle East, who are they going to support? Absolutely right. This, this little country was ready to do, they act as a point of history they actually asked then-President Bush, can we go and take out the Iranian nuclear facilities? They were ready to go out there, no help, they were gonna take it out. They were told not to. Because in 1982, they did take out Saddam Hussein's nuclear place. No UN, no nothing, they just went in and took him out. Otherwise, you would have had a nuclear Saddam Hussein. That's the answer. Last bastion of democracy in the Middle East? The only one. Thank you. Really Girls can catch. Girls can catch. Thank you. I am going to be a program manager for a foster care program. So what is a piece of advice to, one, keep my staff, keep them motivated, and be a strong leader? Do you get paid for this? I do get paid for it. By the government, local, state? It's a private agency. Private so. agency, okay. You know, uh, incentives, you know what that means? Yes. Yeah, you want to incentivize people who work with you, for you, and around you. Ego has to come down. The Japanese business model is the CEOs and everybody sit in open areas like this. So somebody making 500 bucks a week and another guy that's making 500 million sit in the same area and so there's the sort of you know it, it feels motivational instead of some guy in an office you never see so they're real motivated and the best kind of general is right at the front of the troops because they see him and they go yeah let's go that's how Julius Caesar never lost a single battle he was right in the front with his men Instead of, okay, you guys, go and risk your life and go and do that. Yeah, it's not as motivational. So be a leader, a general. Be right in the thick of it, right in front of your troops. One. Two is reward excellence. If they can do something, it's not even how much or whatever. They get something, you know? When I was a kid, I used to get Cracker Jacks boxes. You'd get peanuts and popcorn and everything, and then you get a prize. You know, it's a popcorn fart or a fake, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds like, it's something I didn't have before. Give them a thing, give, give out awards. 
for this and that and put their name up and lies and put it up. So incentivize, motivate, inspire. Be a leader. Chicks. I like girls. Maybe please do one more question and make it a really good one. All right then. Ready? Okay, Gene M. Steve, I was born in 1970, so I was that first group of kids who fell in love with KISS. KISS Alive was my first record. Uh, I was the 10, 11, 12 year old that bought the KISS cards and the lunch boxes and all that, that first time around. Yes, so um, I was wondering if that surprised the band when that happened, that your fan base were kids like me, me and my friends who were 10, 11, and 12 years old uh, in 1979 and 80, and uh, how that changed the band uh, from that point. Were, were we surprised that you were buying all that stuff? Well, that you were this heavy metal rock band. And, there were, uh, in those days, there was no such thing as heavy metal. Okay. Did, uh, people didn't say that. It was just heavy or something. Yeah. Or loud. The, the genre, the term came later, Black Sabbath and all that. Although they started a little earlier than we did. Were we surprised that we started selling lots of stuff? No. It was designed that way. Not by anybody else. No. It was, we put order forms inside our records. We wanted, we wanted to make it fun, goddammit. You know, all these bands thought they were so important and I was like, shut up. There, but for the grace of God, you'd be asking the next person in line, can I have some fries with that, right? So we're all lucky to be able to do this, and we wanted to make it. I mean, I used to go see bands, and I'd get depressed. They'd be looking at their shoes, I'm doing your favor. I even saw a guy who charged full price, cross-legged, bare feet on the ground on a Persian carpet with incense, playing an acoustic guitar. That's it? That's the whole show? So we wanted to give people bang for the buck. You go to see a show, you pay more money for one show than your records in those days, right? So what, for that two, three hours, give them something. So all the money we made, we stuck back in. And what is it, just music? No, we want, we want toys, games. Basically, Disney without the overhead. And you don't know what's coming. Oh, oh, oh. You know, we have the Kiss Cruises. We have the Kiss... Uh, golf course that's in, at the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas. We have, uh, well, we sold the KISS football team. We have uh, the KISS limo service, and there's so many KISS that make you want to throw up. We have even KISS throw up. The KISS cola just hit the market. And uh, there's no reason, here's a double negative, there's no reason why you can't have it all as long as you're willing to work for it. And you will fail plenty of times. Failure means nothing. Nothing. That first girl you asked to kiss you or be your girlfriend, she probably said no. And maybe the second one, just keep asking. You'll get one. That's that first kiss by that first yes. That's everything. Have people screaming at me for you to come to photos. We have to go. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Don't quit, don't quit. You deserve to be richer and more powerful. You will. So we want you to join us on the next episode of your podcast. 
and we're going to try to get Christine the Button Queen here and we're going to tell you about the entire day with Gene Simmons and the trip to Rock and Brews, the meet and greet, the concert, the whole nine yards. This was a this is seriously you, did you, have you, Gary, have you ever had a dream come true that you didn't even know that you wanted to have it come true? Right. No, that's I, I have felt like that when I've met actually the first time I met Gene, it mm. was like that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, yeah, I, I, I gotta tell you, man, I'm just so pleased that this happened and the and the it happened the way it happened because I was I was watching from the sidelines. You were so good about you and and Christine and everyone was so good about like putting the live updates on Facebook, and I'm watching from the sidelines, just being like, dude, like Gene, don't don't mess this up for for Ken. <laughs> like, give Ken the <laughs> awesome. Like, let's make this happen. It was perfect. I don't think Gene could have messed it up for me. It was uh, so amazing. Yeah, and we did feel like we were there with you, Gary. I know what you mean. I was, I was like waiting for the next video and the next video. My husband's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm at Gene Simmons in in St. Louis with my friends." Like, it did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just like watched every single thing you guys posted, said everything. It was, it was, it was fun. It was like you took us all with you. Thank you Excellent. guys so much for that. Yeah. And we're gonna have another thing come true this 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 year this summer, right, Gary? Oh hell yeah. You and I oh, yeah. are going to be in the same room. Oh, yeah. At the Nashville uh, Rock and Pod Expo. We want everyone to come on down to the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Christine the Button Queen is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Gary's going to be there. You're going to try and come, aren't you, Courtney? I am. I oh, am. I'm going to do God. everything I can to be there. I've already oh, yeah. planned to be there, so yeah. Matt Porter. That's all I um, got to say, right? I want Julian to Gill. Porter. You'll be able to say, like, there's Matt Porter right there. Yep. Yeah, because the the thing is, is where is Matt Porter? There's Matt Porter. There's Matt Porter. Oh, I'm just looking forward to meeting Matt Porter. I I, I just enjoy his uh, his show a lot. I enjoy listening to him. And oh, we're yeah. also going to have Julian Gill and the Kiss FAQ folks there. Great uh, guy. BJ Cramp, Chris and uh, uh, Aaron Camaro from uh, Decibel Geek, Jody, D Rock, and Joe, Joe! Polo. Joe and this Polo. thing isn't a, this isn't like a maybe happen. I mean, no, this I, is a I real thing. Yeah. That's right. We want to see you on August 26, 2017, at the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Check our social media stuff to find out when and where and all that stuff. And please, if you can, throw five or ten bucks towards it. And and and, and if you do, go to GoFundMe forward slash Rock and Pod Expo. Just throw five bucks towards it and and say podcast. You know. That's right. If you ever thought, if you ever listened to Ken or me or any of us, and you said, "Hey, you know what? Fund you." Yeah, fun, this fund is, us. Yeah. Go fund yourself, guys. Well, this is your opportunity to fund us. Okay, so make this happen, please. And we're gonna have some really cool stuff, like stuff that you can do as far as like. There's actually been three people that have paid a hundred bucks each to be on the podcast. How cool is that? God, that oh, is great. Uh, no pressure, right? Like. God, uh, they paid $300 worth of people wanting to be on our show. It was like, oh, but, but we're going to do some stuff no, where. It's like, that's so generous and wonderful. Oh, and I thought you were making yucky sounds. I'm like, well, well I don't yeah, understand so your emotions. No, I'm so stoked and I'm so grateful. And, I, and it's just like, oh my God, don't, like, Gary, don't suck. Don't fuck this up. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't suck this don't, up, oh. shower. Nobody's, no, seriously, like, nobody's ever paid to be on our, like, we're usually like, hi, here's $10. Can you please talk about Kiss with us for like an hour <laughs> on Skype? 
you know? But, like, people are paying, like, hundreds of dollars to be on our podcast. I'm just worried I'm going to be like, welcome to the podcast. No, you guys do a great job. Well, you do a great job. You just say that because you're on staff now. No, right. I thought that before I even knew you. I'm just thinking about the outtakes, like when we met Ace, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, it was cool." So we will see you on the next episode of the podcast, in which we will talk about the Gene Simmons live show, my review, hanging out with Gene and his band. It's just gonna be off the hook. And let me just add this one little thing in there. Before you listen to the credits, every every ending credits. For podcast, we always thank the members of Kiss, but I gotta say this, man. I wasn't there, but thank you, Gene, because A, you're awesome. B, you make our dreams come true. And C, you, you treated my one of my best friends like family. So I don't take that for granted. Agreed. Agreed. It's a very special episode. I'm there gonna cry. Go. Well, there you go. All right, well, we will see you on the next podcast. See ya. Right on. Bye. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at KissFAQ.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are Kiss. And we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkiss crew, thank you for listening to Podkiss, the KISS fanzine for your ears. You wanted the best, you got the best. And if you want the hottest show on Monco Radio, join us in the Kiss Room. The Kiss Room is a monthly radio broadcast celebrating the hottest band in the world. It's your place for all things Kiss and some... For broadcast dates and all information, go to thekissroom.com. The Kiss Room broadcasts live and worldwide on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> Oral anal fusion. And all I could think of was, was uh, the human centipede. Oh, my yeah. God. From that yeah. horror movie? Yeah. Oral anal fusion. Isn't that great? It sounds like a, a, a drink. <laughs> uh, can I get a, a Bloody Mary and an oral anal fusion, please? Hot. <laughs> Great. Yeah, well, how do you take that? Well, you drink some of it, and the rest you shove up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. You know, Courtney, is your... So it, I was literally sitting there just enjoying life, and then all of a sudden my stomach went... Yep. It sounded like Gene Simmons' bass solo. Yeah. And... There are few things in life that make you hate life.
as much as having liquid diarrhea. No. Mm. She just threw her mic out. She just literally threw her headset across the room. <laughs> are you there, Courtney? <laughs> Courtney, are you there? Um, I am. I'm sorry. I was dry heaving. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other on the other hand, having said that, there are a few things <laughs> that make you know, you know, that you hate more than liquid diarrhea. There are very few things that make you know that you are actually living than the same thing. And the feeling of dying. Yeah, because you know, like, shit, I'm really still alive because I'm in agony. Fifteen minutes later, I'm fine. See, now, look, when we talked about, like, people are paying $100 each to be on the podcast, like, that's what happens. Like, I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. I'm wearing diapers, and this is Ken (laughs) Mill. Hot. History Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene it's with like, like a with like a washtub bathe. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No way. Excuse me, Bob. You're gonna come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we can. Oh. We're great at that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, we are amateurs. Yeah, I make all the sex sounds with my mouth afterwards. <sniffs> Squish. Ooh. This place is nice. Right? I'm glad you wore your nice flip-flops. <sighs> Stay frosty, man. Okay.